So we just we encourage you that during this time of sustaining, um, I ask the Lord to revisit your heart in that regard. And I ask him, wherever you are, I ask the Lord to minister to you and to heal you to the place to where you will uh, embrace the corporate fellowship, okay? Because there is a corporate, there's a corporate anointing release, there's a corporate sense of encouragement, but there's nothing like church family, amen? And so just reconsider that, if you will, and that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, one more piece of scripture, then I'm going to get into the word and get out of your way for a minute. Um, but the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, and I'm going to, again, this is not my message, but it's on my heart. And it's in the third chapter. I don't know who produced this, but thank you, Jesus. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter third, uh, uh, the third chapter. Amen. I'm going to read verse one. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. And I'm going to say this really quickly. To everything, to everything there is a season. There is, to everything there is a season and there's a time for every purpose. So if there's a season, you have to know that the season will change. And so even now, this will not last always. The season will change. God will release the people from the houses. God will open the stores. God will return you to your jobs. So don't get stuck on where you are. Because seasons change. Amen. We're in spring. Not to put a date on the message, but we're in the spring and we're seeing buds and we're seeing greenery. We're seeing life being restored after the deadness of winter. So let that be an encouragement. You may be going through financial difficulty or relationship difficulty or, or, or health or medical difficulty, but seasons change. And accomplish the purpose for the time that you're in. Last verse for that, and then we're going to get into the word. The Bible says in verse 6, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 6, there is, excuse me, verse 5. Actually, just read the whole chapter, praise the Lord. But in verse 5, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Amen. So there is a, a, a validated scripture that justifies seasons when you may have to walk alone. Seasons where you may have to be separated. Seasons where you may not be able to enjoy the fellowship. It's all God, people of God. So don't faint. Amen. And don't be weary and don't be anxious. Amen. And I'm coming out of that. So my text and my, my message for today is coming out of 2 Chronicles, the 26th chapter. 2 Chronicles, the 26th chapter. And we ask that you pray with us, intercessors who are watching at home. Amen. Pray along with us that the Spirit of God will release the word even as he intends it to be released. Second Chronicles chapter 26. And these are the chronicles of the kings. Uh, 26. And then from there we'll go to Isaiah 6. Second Chronicles chapter 26 verses 1 through 5. I'm not going to read all of that, but just kind of follow me along. In Second Chronicles chapter 26. Um, Verse 1, then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in the room of his father, Amaziah. Verse 4, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. You may want to turn me down just a little bit so I don't echo. 
And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did. Now pay attention to verse 5. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding of the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. And I want to repeat that into your hearing in 2 Chronicles chapter 26, verse 5. And he sought God. We're talking about the king Uzziah. He sought God in the days of Zechariah. Hold on to that thought. Who had understanding in the visions of God. Listen. And as long as Uzziah sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Let me stop right there and pray. Father, Spirit of the living God, Father, in Jesus' name, we humble ourselves before you, Lord God, and we acknowledge your awesome presence. We thank you, Father, for all things, for life, for strength, Lord God, for salvation, for our names being written in the Lamb's book of life. Father, we bless you and thank you, God, for all that you've done, even in a time such as this. We still see the light. Times are never so darkened to where we can't see the light. And so, God, we acknowledge that you are still moving across the face of this land, God, and that you, Lord God, have all things in the palm of your hand. God, you are in ultimate control. So, Father, we glorify you and bless you. Bless the hearers, God, who are gathered in this building. Bless those, God, who are listening online. And God, cause this word, Lord God, to settle into the spirit. Lord God, let it be sown into the deep, entrenched, Lord God, pockets of their heart, of their soul, that the enemy, the fowl of the air, the spirits that devour, will not come and pluck this word of God in such a time when they truly need it. Hide the words in our hearts, God, that we may not sin against you. And Father, we'll be careful to give your name the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. So a couple of things that I want to, you know, I, I want to bring out to the people of God is that Isaiah was a king, and, and to, to save some of the, the, the reading, and so forth. He was a king, amen, that started out doing real, real well in the things of God. Uh, and God blessed him. But the Bible also makes mention that alongside the king was a prophet, a seer, by the name of Zechariah. And so Zechariah's job was to walk alongside the prophet, uh, the king, excuse me, and to, to help guide him and to help direct him in his affairs and so forth. And so the Bible says, and I love the way the word is written so strategically, that same sentence is put together. All of that's connected. So it was Zechariah's job, amen, to continue to, to guide and to navigate the king. And as the king submitted to the things of God, the Bible said, as long as Uzziah uh, sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Now I want to move your attention down to the 14th verse because things begin to happen. As a matter of fact, before you get to verse 14, I want to just show you what's happening in the meanwhile. In the meanwhile, as God is causing Isaiah to prosper, this man amasses a great army. And his army, he had over 300,000 soldiers. And the Bible says in verse 7, uh, he built cities and God helped him and strengthened him against the armies and the enemies of Israel. God used Isaiah as he walked along Zechariah and as he submitted to the things of God, God made Isaiah's name great in the earth. When, when the enemies of Israel would mention Isaiah's name, they would tremble. The Bible said in verse 8, the Ammonites gave gifts to Uzziah. Remember the scripture said, amen, that God will make even your enemies to be at peace with you. And so I believe that God in this season, as you walk along, uh, 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 alongside the God-delegated authority in your life, and as you continue to see God, God is going to cause your enemies. In this season, God is breaking the backbone of the enemies. And I hear God say, listen, God said he has disfigured the mouths of lions. And so listen, God went in and did some dental surgery, some extractions, and people who have been coming against you and putting that mouth on you. I hear the Lord say, I'm going and I'm doing some extraction. And so they open up their mouth, but you no longer see their teeth. God is taking, oh God, God is taking away their bite. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. My God. 
Ooh, I felt it in my back. Shondo. God has taken, amen, their bite, the bite out of the lions. And so God makes this man because he, he, he walked before the Lord and he submitted to the to prophetic guidance of Zechariah, amen, who was not just a prophet, but he was a seer. And God calls this man to prosper. And I want you to understand this because it doesn't matter how well you start out. Be careful when God begins to bless you because some of you have some tremendous blessings that's on the way and this is going to serve as a warning to the body of Christ. The Ammonites gave gifts to Uzziah and the Bible says in verse 8, his name spread abroad. People heard about this man, about this great king, about this great warrior. And the Bible says he built towers, amen, and, and fortified the towers, praise God. And he dug wells, amen, for he had, verse 10, much cattle. He had uh, vine dresses and mount. God blessed this man. The Bible says, for he loved husbandry. Oh, that word means sowing. And I'll tell my, tell my church, this is an awesome time to sow. The best time to sow is when you can. Because <laughs> if it doesn't hurt, it don't cost you nothing. Praise God. The best time to sow. And I, I mean in whatever terms of seed sowing. Don't get it twisted. Praise God. But the Bible says in verse 10, 2 Chronicles 26, 10, he loved husbandry. This man, this king Uzziah, had amassed great wealth. He had vineyards. He had cattle. He had wells. He had uh, uh, soldiers. He had fortified cities. He had enemies bowing down to him. And the Bible said he yet loved to sow. He, was a, he loved sowing. He loved planting. He loved building. Verse 11, the man, he had a host of fighting men that went out in war by groups. Woo! When he sent his war, his armies, warriors out there went out in groups and bands, according to the numbers, praise God. And the whole number, the Bible said, were what, uh, 2,600 soldiers, chief fathers, my God. And under that, 307,000. So he had 2,600 chief fighters, had their own groups. And under that, they had a total army, total army of 307,500 soldiers to help the king against the army. God has given you some soldiers to help you in your fight, in your battle, in your struggles, in your warfare. You are not alone, praise God. God has given you some chief fighters, and God has also given you some footmen, praise God. Look around, God said, they're around you. And the Bible said, Isaiah prepared for them shields. And so not only that, again, I'm trying to condense this for the sake of time. But not only did Isaiah amass this great wealth and fortune, and his name was great, his enemies were afraid of him, praise God. Isaiah, uh, God gave this man unique insight into building military machinery. Remember I said earlier, God send your light to the minds of people and activate mindsets? Because I believe in this season where many of us are, are, are I, don't, I hate to say shut down, but where many, many, many of us have been put, amen, uh, sent to our room. I believe the Lord, the, the Father said, go to all my children across the whole world, just go to your room. <laughs> Amen. And, and, and so, but in that, I believe that there is a birthing that's taking place in the people of God because God has, listen, God has taken down idols. God has taken, God, and God is removing kings. I heard the Lord say last night, he said, daughter, there's a changing and there's a shifting. There's a changing of the guard. And God said, even when this is over, God said, you're going to see changes in leadership across the nation, across the globe. You're going to see changes in leadership. And so God has to deliberately break some things in order to renew, to rebuild, and to restore, and to repair. Amen. So that's why the Lord is telling the people of God, don't be anxious. Amen. God said, I'm in control. And I'm working this out for your good. God said, stay the course. Just hold on. Amen. Don't faint. When you faint, God backs up. Amen. Stay the course. Don't move. Verse 14, Isaiah prepared for them and the host. So as I was saying, God gave this man military might 
in terms of training and rearing a powerful army, but God also gave him military uh, strategies for machinery. He was the first one who built machines for war to do battle with. So you think about our army tanks and things. He was the first. Nobody had ever done that. But because Isaiah walked so close before the Lord, God unlocked mysteries in his mind. And this is where God was the people of God in this season. Instead of worrying about what Corona is doing and how many have died, then let me just tell you, more people have living than dying, praise God. So don't get this, don't get it twisted. Many more people are being healed, amen, than are dying. So don't get that twisted, amen. The gift of healing, the spirit of healing is moving in the land. And, 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 and I, listen, I just got to go with God with this. I was telling the church, amen, Amen. A few days ago, amen, we saw a news report to where the naval ships were released. Praise the Y'all understand military. You got to understand when we're dealing with people of God. And on the West Coast, you had mercy. On the East Coast, you had comfort. Yes. And so God has this nation hedged about. Uh -huh. Amen. And it's, it's, it did something in my soul when I saw those ships coming in with thousands, uh, thousand bed capacity. And the people of God were hooking up machines. And God said, daughter, that's what I do. You won't know it if you're not tuned in. If some of you are watching the wrong news. You're, you're, God said so you subscribe to the wrong source. You subscribe to everything that's doom and damnation. But God said you're not looking. He, he said the enemy has blinded you to what's going on that you can't even see what I'm doing. God said I'm yet moving in the earth. And so while you're watching and you're fainting and trying to find out what tissue is, God said I have already released military might and military strength. God said they're already in place. Comfort and mercy. And mercy, and you should see those great big huge ships with a big red cross on the come by somebody say there's nothing but but there's power in the blood of Jesus. You tell me that God don't love his children. Let me say this. We understand, amen, the the, the complications of corona, and we understand that people have died from corona. God forbid, God have mercy on the families. But we understand that many are out of work even in my household, because of corona. But let me tell you something, corona or COVID-19 or whatever he want to call himself is a dog. It's a dog. You ever seen a dog that got loose? My son's dog the other day got loose, and we were running behind him trying to chase him, praise God. And so when a dog gets loose, it goes to places it always wanted to go. It, that dog has a way, he'll sit at your window and sit on your stoop, and he'll watch and he'll sniff, and he'll watch and he'll sniff. And so but when you let that dog out, that dog is going to go to the places that he had already predetermined in his mind that he wanted to go. And so COVID-19 is that dog that has been released, and he's running throughout the earth, he's hitting nations, and he's hitting cities, and he's hitting people, and he's hitting families and he's hitting businesses and economies. But when God whispered, I can't whistle, praise God. But when God whistled and called that dog in, y'all praise me in the Holy Ghost, I received the noise and the whistle in Jesus' name. Well, when God whistled and called that dog back home, the same angels, amen, that placed the ships on the east side of the nation is going to grab the leash, praise God, is going to track that hound down and going to lock him up, praise God, and you won't hear about COVID-19 no more except when you read about it in your history books, praise God, or when we have a memorial, uh, a memorandum, a memo, memory lane for next year. But God has a set time for COVID. COVID right now is a dog unleashing the earth, praise God, and that dog's name is pestilence, that dog's name is disease, that dog's name is death, that dog's name is plague, that dog's name is destruction. But when God gets ready to put a leash on that dog and yank his chain, COVID has to back up, praise God. God will set his power and put him back in the dog pound where he belongs. Amen. All powers that be are ordained of God. Hallelujah. So, back to Uzziah. This man, God gave him military might in verse 14, he prepared for his army. 
Listen, he didn't, he didn't order anything from China or Germany. This man, God anointed his hands. Somebody hear me what I'm saying? God anointed this man's hands and gave him a mind to make witty devices, witty inventions. Amen. Because he walked with God. And because God's heart and his mind, amen, was open toward Isaiah. Uh, uh, and he was able to tap into the creativity. And some of you are about to tap into the creativity of God. And you want to find yourself doing things. Never a king before has done anything like Isaiah. And some of you are going to do some things in this season. And you're going to tap into the creative mind of God. And you're going to do things that you have never done before. Never done before. It will be unprecedented. Even as we're looking at unprecedented uh, ripple effects of COVID, that unprecedented is an anointing. You're going to walk in unprecedented anointing too, and you're going to do things you've never done before. So he prepared for them the host of shields and, and the helmets and all the, and he made slings to cast stones. Uh, amen. And, and, and he made, he 